The thing I love most about this rivalry, yeah. everybody's wrong until the result comes in. Let's go. They always say, throw out the records when it comes to this rivalry. On that day, you have to prove that you're the better team in the state of Michigan. I don't get why both teams can't be great at the same time. It doesn't always have to be one or the other. I love you, man, but you're an idiot. A Michigan, Michigan State podcast. And here's your hosts, Justin Rose and Michael Spath. What's going on, everybody? Welcome inside the championship edition of I Love You, But You're an Idiot. Michael Spath, Justin Rose. You know, I, I it just hit me as the recording started that Michigan is the national champion mm. because I'm looking at you. And I've got a big shit inning grin across my and face. It's just, the, you're just, if you're a Michigan State fan, if you're an Ohio State fan, if you're just not a fan of Michigan particularly. You're then, still okay. You just kicked the camera, but it's still okay. I know, I can it's see fine. I, I'm, I'm upset. I'm upset, but I'm not upset because the gloating that you guys get to do, you have the ultimate mm. trump card, at yeah. least for a, a season until somebody else win it, or the worst thing happens and you go back to back. You guys, I can't say anything to you. No, I, have I nothing, mean, it's, I have, it's I, a, all I can say is congratulations. Thank you, man. And I texted you that night. You did. Saying congratulations. And I was happy for all my, my Michigan friends. And I even put it on Twitter, some niceties and things of that nature, because yeah. look, you did it. I, I appreciate that. I, I I recorded a solo podcast earlier in the week, and I said on that that you were one of the first people to reach out to me and congratulate Michigan and you know myself by extension for the the national championship. Mark, our producer here, who is also green and white, um, sent me a message. My wife, of course, uh, as a Spartan, my father-in-law. So a couple of Spartans reached out. Didn't hear. I have still haven't heard from a Buckeye. And I've got like three friends that are Buckeyes. <laughs> and I talked to one of my friends the morning of the national championship game. And we talked about it and the whole thing. And he was just like, he was just like, ah, he's like, I know that you guys are favored. I just don't think you're going to win it. And even if you do like, you know, it's tainted uh, and all stuff. And I just, a... and, and so, and I've, I sent him a message yesterday and I was like, Hey man, I'm like, how are you doing? And just crickets. Wow. And I was like, come on. Like, what is that? So Girl, yeah, it's, I, I'm, Every time I talk to a fellow Wolverine, they're like, hey, have you come down from the high? And I'm like, no, why would I come down from the high? I'm, I'm, I'm going to be riding this high for six months or more. Potentially 26 years. <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, is like yeah. you, Michigan, and I I said it, uh, for those of you who don't know, I, I do some uh, more broadcasting work for mm -hmm. a, a national uh, outlet now on sportsillustrated.com. Give it a check. Um, but my lead-in to the Michigan highlights and the Washington championship mm -hmm. game highlights was you're finally the leaders in the best. Mm -hmm. It's in the theme song. It's a fight song. You know, it's, it's like, yeah, I call it the theme song. It's like your opening uh, yeah. for full house. Uh, but I, it's in your fight song. It's been something that you guys have hung your hat on the winning is program. And you chased Nick Saban out of the game. Yeah. He quit because he couldn't beat Michigan. He knows they're back being very facetious when I say that, but uh, you know, it's, it's, it's Michigan. I, I have not, I have nothing bad to say about Michigan. Not at least right now. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Because I appreciate you did that. it. I mean, yeah. take me through, take me through, like, when did you know it was over? I tweeted out, I think, and when they went up 14-3 and they, well, they scored the first touchdown, Washington came back, kicked the field goal, and then yeah. they scored another long run. I said, yeah. this is over because they're yeah. not, it only gets worse for the defense and the running game as the game goes on. And if you're popping them for 41 and then 46 yard runs, how are they going to stop that 
Yeah. Like yeah. not, not just and, like and we, we talked about it. We talked about it on the preview about what game could it compare to. And I said like the, you, you use the boa constrictor thing. And I said the 2021 Michigan Ohio state game and it played out in the first quarter, like the 2021 Michigan Ohio state game, a outstanding running game that was dominating the line of scrimmage and also already starting to put pressure on Michael Penix jr. He looked uncomfortable in the pocket all night. That was a consistent theme through all four quarters. What was not a consistent theme is that the running game didn't stay there for all four quarters. Washington adapted, but when Blake Corum went for a 59 yard run at the end of the first quarter and they got down to the 20 yard line and they were up 14 to three, like I was like, you guys, I thought, wow, like this could be the, the Georgia blowout of last year over TCU. Like this could be one program that has taken three years to get there, but now understands how to win. And then Washington is like the Michigan of the past couple of years where they're just not ready for this moment. But to, you know, you had this big lull where the Michigan offense kind of got in its own way. The play calling was a little, eh. Um, they didn't run the football as well. Washington was crashing the line of scrimmage and Michigan wasn't throwing over the top of the linebackers. It took until the fourth quarter for them to say, hey, these linebackers are taking three steps forward on every time. Let's throw right in the middle where they're vacating. And that was that ended up being that big play to Colson Loveland. I would say because the way that the game was shaking out in the second and third quarter, I didn't have that feeling until... Michigan's touchdown drive to go up 27 to 13. Once they did that, there was about seven minutes to go and you started doing the math in your head, right? And you're saying like, okay, unless Washington hits a 70 yard bomb here, they're just not going to have enough time, especially with the way that Michigan's offense is now fine. It's footing again. And, and, you know, and, and then they come down and they get, they get picked off and, you know, ball game, ball game. So um, but I felt really good at that moment when they went up 27 to 13. And again, about seven minutes to go, but you're starting to like, okay, okay, okay. And Mikey Sainer still makes the pick. And I mean, obviously at that point it was over with. Um, mm -hmm. And so for the last four minutes is when, you know, my buddy Joel and I were like celebrating and I'm texting my brother and I'm texting my mom and I'm texting my wife and everybody, all the congratulations are starting to pour in. And uh, it's, it's still, here we are. I mean, what, what, how many hours, 72 hours after? the game has ended as when we're recording this podcast. I just like, it's the strangest feeling. And I don't know. You were pretty young when Michigan state won its national championship in basketball. You were a teenager, right? Uh, yeah. 16. Okay. So I, I don't know how to describe this because you know that they won a national cha a championship. There is this euphoric floating, but it's, it's not like I have, you know, the hairs are standing up on my arms all the time. And yet every time I think about it, I'm like, ah, they're the national champs. They're the national champs. You know, and so you just, it's, it's, it's the, the, you've heard this term, you read it. Surreal is the best way to describe it because it's almost like out of body experience to know they did it. And yet it's not like I'm going to like every single day, I'm going to get like the pom-poms out and right, you know, right, 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 I'm going to like put on the Michigan sweatshirt. Although I've worn the Michigan sweatshirt like three days in a row, but like, it's not like I'm running into Michigan fans and we're just constantly hugging and right, all, right. stuff like that. Well, like life has to move on. Life and does. Like, you know, yeah. like, but at the same time. I wanted to bring this this portion up. I wanted to bring up the... Now, I got to preface this by saying, in no way, shape, or form am I trying to downplay mm. or take anything away from what Michigan did this year. 15-0. and 0, I mean, decisive victories pretty much everywhere they went. Every game they played this year, I never thought they were going to lose mm -hmm. the game. Mm -hmm. Even the Alabama game when they were behind, I was like, they're not going to lose this game. It just I've had that feeling before uh, for my team in certain in certain aspects. But... It, I mean, college football is clearly changing. We're going to the 12-team playoff, the four-team, bye-bye, last year of it. But, like, is Michi is this Michigan one of the greatest teams ever? Mm. Like, like, and, and, and 
again, they're champs. They're, mm-hmm. there's, I'm not saying they won like a diluted championship. They did not. What what I'm saying is, I think that when you watch the national championship game, and it's not either of our teams or anybody we particularly like over the past what decade of the college football playoff, the champion wins, and you go, "Damn, that's a good football team." Mm-hmm. Like maybe a great football team. Do you feel that way about Michigan? Like uh, you because know, because again, yeah. it's you don't have a superstar. JJ McCarthy had a very average game. If he goes pro, he won't get, he won't get drafted until third or fourth round easily. Oh, uh, I, th- I think he'll go higher than that. Mm, potential, I, but I, I would I would agree is, that he should come back for another yeah, year. Yeah, I think. It, but like then you don't have like the star. I mean, Blake Corum is your star yeah. running back, but like. You know what's his shelf life look like as far as like yeah, NFL future? Yeah, yeah. Derrick Henry's not holding They're up. They're not thing. a team of of first round draft picks, except for maybe the defensive line. Their two interior tackles, Mason Graham and Kenneth Grant. I bet you both go in the well, first Mason round. Mason Graham can't. He has to go back. No, I'm saying both of those guys. Right. A year Eventually, from now. I think yeah, Mason yeah. Graham will probably be a top ten pick. I think so too. Um, and Kenneth Grant, who's a 350 pound defensive tackle, could also be a top ten pick. They have a couple of spots like Will Johnson, the cornerback, could be a top ten pick. They have a couple of spots, but it's not a superstar team. And I was talking to a, I was talking to a long time uh, Michigan fan yesterday, someone who's worked with the program, and she said, you know, like, like she was asking my take. I said there wasn't a signature moment, right? Like there wasn't a signature player. There wasn't JJ McCarthy. I mean, Donovan Edwards had the first two touchdowns, and massive credit to him. He he had his game breaking performance at the biggest time, right, biggest right. opportune time in the world. But it wasn't like he dominated the whole game. And like Blake Corum had two rushing touchdowns at the 59 yarder, but like you never felt like it was the Blake Corum game. It was never the JJ McCarthy game. It was really the defensive game. Sure. What I would say is that I think Michigan's defense showed regardless of who they're playing an Ohio state team with the best wide receiver in college football, uh, an Alabama team that was peaking and had a great quarterback at that time, a Washington team that had the best passing game, the most explosive passing game in college football, held them to 13 points. Um, you go on and on and on. And what I would say is I think the defense probably could stand up against almost any offense of the last 20 years that they face. Michigan's offense could it though. Michigan's right. offense never really showcased itself as a great offense. I even said when I got done with the national championship game and I told you last week, like I need Michigan to play like their A plus game or at least their A game to win it. I would still argue that other than the defense, the offense and the special teams probably played like their B plus game. And so they, we never saw them. We never saw them look like Georgia did in 2021 or 2022. We never saw them look like, you know, one of the Alabama teams under Nick Saban. I think what you saw is a very, very good team that, that figured out what do we have to do not to beat Georgia and Alabama and Washington, Texas and Ohio state today. We don't have to beat one of them. We just have to beat the opponent across the field from us. What do we got to do to beat Washington? What do we got to do to beat? And so that I think is really special because they never had a letdown. I, I completely agree. I, I think that one thing that like, you know, and we'll get into what's next for Jim Harbaugh here in a second, but like what he's been able to do is it's team football. Yeah. It's 11 guys on offense. It's 11 guys on defense. It's 11 guys on each special teams play. And it's everybody understanding, like there's no ego on that team. Mm-hmm. And I think that like, I look back and like, I think of like a guy like Jabril Peppers ego like he just you know even though maybe he wasn't like super boisterous it was like it was he was like the guy and then when he did things everyone ooh ah like there was no real ooh Mm -hmm. ahs for this Michigan season right but it was I mean concrete good like solid every time you never felt in doubt like each guy stepped up when they needed to Mm -hmm. to your point Donovan Edwards 
where he he been all season, steps up in the biggest game. Blake was Blake. JJ was kind of JJ. Like mm-hmm. I remember he needed to do something. And then that scramble he had on third and six from like the nine yard line. He was on, you know, his own goal line and he mm-hmm. scrambles. I like that was a big play. Right. But it wasn't like that's not a Heisman moment yeah. play or anything yeah. like that. So it's, a, it's an accumulation of little plays throughout the season because I was talking to uh, again, another person I work with, a guy named David Eufer, who is the son of Bob Eufer, um, and great, great guy that I work with at Capnick. And uh, we were talking about this. I said, what are, what are like, from the past season, what is JJ's signature game? And he's like, um, I mean, he threw for three touchdown passes against Alabama. I'm like, yeah, you never really felt like he threw for three touchdown right. passes against Alabama. And so we, we really couldn't come up with one. And I said, what is Blake's signature game? And he's like, well, I mean, he he had all those touchdowns, and I said an accumulation of touchdowns. He had like two or three every game, which right. is Amazing. insanity and crazy. But tell me, like, what his signature game was? There's really not one. You know, you go through the like, what is the Roman Wilson signature game? What is the Colston Loveland signature game? AJ Barnard probably has the most signature game because against Michigan State, I think he had three touchdown catches in the game. But nobody had like these signature moments. What you just had was. One of the most biggest anomalies I think you see in sports today is you really did have 22 guys and really almost like 44 because all the depth players, you could say, how many times have you heard a coach say, all you have to do is your job, do your job really well. Don't worry about the guy next to you. Don't worry about the guy in front of you. Don't worry about the guy. You don't have to do anybody else's job. Do your job and do it well on every single snap and it'll lead to success. It was the epitome of 11 guys on offense doing their job, 11 guys on defense, 11 people on special teams. And so you you kind of walk away just going like, was it the most dominant team? No. But if you told me like, hey, you <laughs> want to take any of the national champions and give them a ch- I think they would have a chance against any national it's, champion in the last 10 so years. It's so crazy because you say like, you know, is there any signature moments of this entire season? And and it's like, no. Like, it, that's what I think that's why I maybe have this difficulty like settling into this Michigan is better than every other team in college mm-hmm. football this year, even though they are and they proved it and they won because it just doesn't feel like there's not this Jamin Jameis Winston moment. There's not this every college football champion yeah. has had that thing that like that, like Vince Young Vince getting Young, into the end. Like, Bush. And it's almost I mean, like Devontae if that game, Smith, if that game was Watson, more yeah. exciting and it was a super exciting game as far as like from a Michigan perspective. And I'm watching it. I went to rock on third and Royal Oak and I was just sitting by myself at the bar, just listening to fan, like, you know, keeping a low profile, just kind of watching and everyone's cheering and stuff. And I'm like, this is great. Like, I'm happy for all these people like enjoying this because I was like, they're going to win this game. And looking back at this season, you know, because of course this is the, it's like Michigan State's last year before the 14 playoff was the year that they got not into the championship game. And that's when yeah. Jameis Winston played against Auburn and yeah, they had you that felt, yeah, you had BCS. Chance, yeah. And it was like, I feel the same way. It's like that Michigan state team, not necessarily like that was the year they beat every team by double digits mm-hmm. and like went to the Rose bowl and like this magical season. And it's like, do I think that team could have stacked up against either of those teams? May- same thing. Hypothetical yeah, yeah. situation. Like maybe uh, I, you know, we'll never know. It'll and be, it, it'll be really interesting to see. And sorry to cut you off. No, there, no, but, that, um, like five years from now, from 10 years from now, like if you go back and do the highlights of the 2023 Michigan football season, what plays are they showing? Just a bunch of Blake Corm touchdowns because <laughs> from the three yards. If line. you think about the 97 <laughs> season, I mean, there's a boatload of Charles Woodson plays you will show, right. right? In the Rose Bowl, you'll show a couple of Ty Street touchdowns, a Jeremy Tooman touchdown. You have some really, really big moments. I would almost argue that the biggest moments throughout the year came from Mikey Sainer still, yeah. who had the pick at the end of the game here to seal it. 
you know, had a pick against Ohio State two years or a year ago against Ohio State, had the pass breakup in the corner of the end zone that was like the game changer um, against the tight end that they had there. Has had had an interception return where uh, earlier in the season where it looked like he was like down on the ground and he popped up and like returned it. So like he's almost the one with all the. So I understand what you're saying. Um, yeah, and and but I don't care. Because. No, no you, and nobody should. <laughs> yeah. and the thing is, is, this is not me trying to undercut or trying to say negative things. But I'm I'm yeah, asking yeah. like legitimately, like Michigan fan out there, are, are do you feel like this is a supreme college football team? Mm-hmm. And, and I think your answer is no. I, it like, might be they, no, they but are I, I think the national every, champions. So yeah. it's like you can't. Right. Like, like who cares? Right. Yeah. So everybody was down. So hey. It reminds we me, so you're, like, you're a Detroit sports fan. So when you look at like the Pistons in 2004, when they won the NBA championship and the Lakers who they beat had Carl Malone, Gary Payton, Shaquille O'Neal. Yep. Right. I think was Kobe on the team. Uh, yes, he was. So you looked at that team and like, if you're saying like, well, one of the teams was a superstar team that should have won the NBA championship. Right. Been the Lakers. Right. Instead it's Ben Wallace. Right. Chauncey and Billups, Chauncey Billups, Rip Hamilton, Tayshaun Prince, like, but the better Rajin. team won. And here we are 15 years later, 18 years later, whatever it is, the Pistons absolutely suck. But I will always have that championship and I'm never going to apologize no, no, no. for I, it, right? I, again, I, I, I don't want to get hate mail from, from this. <laughs> I'm not trying to take away. I'm simply asking the question. Yes. Okay. We've, we, we've, we've, we've won the, you've won the championship. You can't, nobody's going to take that away, but you have to probably look at this, take off your maze glasses for one. Not everybody. I'm just saying you, this, is this the best Michigan team in history there? Let's just start within your own program. Mm-hmm. Is this the, is this team better than the 1997 team? I think the defense is probably stack up pretty equal to each other. And then the offenses there was a, a game management type. I, I'd love to see that game. I think it's probably a 17 to 14 game. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. And again, I'd say, I'd say this, when you look at just the college football playoff era, and you look at 2014 now to 2023, would I take, if, if you took every champion and you say, okay, Michigan plays every champion, how do they do? Because I think that's kind of the argument. Are they are they one in nine? I would say they're probably or, on the other side of 500. Maybe. Like but the lower I would, side. But I would say this, with what this defense showed me this year, how they adapted to every single opponent that they played, I would take Michigan's chances in every single one of those games. It might be a coin flip, and I would probably say it's like a, there's probably... Six teams mm-hmm. that I would say, a couple of those Georgia teams, a couple of those Alabama teams. I don't, I don't know. Like mm-hmm. with with who Michigan has this year, mm-hmm. as far as like their guys, that would just be. It would be it's an really, interesting question. Now, again, this yeah. is all hypothetical bullshit that we'll never actually <laughs> see because nobody from 2015's championship team is going to yeah. come out and play a 2023. So, yeah. I guess I guess it's like all the debates about '97, like all John Jansen and all those guys. Like, yeah, give me Scott Frost right now, 25 years later. Like, yeah, I'll play Nebraska. Yeah, so. okay, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, sure. I'll, I'll I'll say this. I don't. Again, I don't care. You should. I don't care. We're the it. national champions. It's like I can't. And every time a fan, I, I mean, I've been getting a little salty on Twitter. I'm sure you've seen. I have. You know, I I yesterday the uh, or, or on Wednesday, Charlie Baker, the president of NCAA, essentially said that Michigan won the national title fair and square, and there's like there should be no doubt that. Um, that what they did, like there was no added benefit. They weren't getting an advantage from cheating or anything like that. He said they earned it. And so, you know, I re- retweeted and I was like, Hey, if you've been, if you're a rival fan and you've been waiting for the NCAA to invalidate Michigan's championship, sorry, losers. Like it's not happening now. Could they still get hit with sanctions? Yes. But they're what, what that quote said to me is they're not like anybody who thought that they were going to take Michigan's championship away. They're not taking the championship away. He just said, look, 
It's it's fair and square. Like we eliminated the the threat halfway through the season, and everything Michigan did after that point was on the up and up. And so, how do we take away that championship? We can't. And the other argument is a little bit is like the college football playoff committee and the whole college football playoff championship is not quite under the purview of the NCAA. It's a little bit like a weird gray yeah, area. Yeah. So they wouldn't be able to take it away anyway. They could vacate other wins earlier in the season. They could punish Jim Harbaugh. They could reduce scholarships. But there's a lot of, he even said it in the in his transcript yesterday. He was asked about if what happens if Jim Harbaugh goes to the NFL. And he's like, yeah, I, I don't know that we'll, you know, he's kind of like saying like, I don't think we'll pursue anything against Michigan if Jim Harbaugh goes. Like that was kind of the takeaway. Which brings us sure. to the penultimate question moving forward. Do you expect Jim Harbaugh to be on the sidelines at the University of Michigan even this spring? No. I think next next fall he will be on the sidelines for a Michigan game to be honored, but not as the Michigan head coach. Mm. I think the moment, and, I, and I, I've said this a couple of times, I think the moment is there. He's done everything he could possibly do. College football, as we just saw, drove Nick Saban away. I know he cited some health problems. Well, he's 72 but I, years old. Right, but, but I think Nick Saban looked at the landscape and said, I, I, I just don't want this anymore. And unless, I mean, John Beeline left college basketball essentially because he didn't want, and that was before the transfer portal was like crazy. Right. But he was tired of like all the guys leaving after the freshman year. He was tired of um, having to re-recruit his own players, stuff like that. And he just said, I can go to the NBA. I can, I can coach. He coached with Cleveland. Then he works with the Pistons. And he's like, I don't have to deal. Like I can be a basketball coach. Correct. That's all I want to be. And Nick Saban has been no argument, the best coach in college football history. Easily. And, 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 and you could say among all coaches, regardless of co uh, pro or college, he's probably in the top five for sure. Yep. And so, but he's a great coach and he has gotten the most out of his programs and he's, he has dominated recruiting at Alabama but now recruiting is changing. He's seeing his best guys I mean, who are backups leaving to go to other schools. I think they had what, 10 guys in the portal, like the day after the day after. The, yeah. The Rose and, the, and, then they, and they had like seven or eight guys to decide that they were going pro. Right. And he just, he's like, I don't want this anymore. And if I'm Jim Harbaugh, I can look at it and say, I can walk away right now. I can go in the NFL. Yes. The NFL is also a, you know, chew you up, spit you out within three or four years. I could get fired because these, these coaches have such a short tolerance for, for building a, a championship program, but I don't have to deal with this riffraff anymore. I don't have to deal with the transfer portal. I don't have to deal with NIL. I don't have to deal with, you know, uh, anything that's going, I don't have to deal with the NCAA. Well, and, and, and at the same point, I think that Jim Harbaugh has also brought Bish Michigan back to relevance. And if he leaves and they decide to the national champion, Justin, yes, they're relevant. Well, <laughs> see, this is why I never wanted you to win anything ever. Uh, no, but I mean, like, so say they say they decide to hire Sean Moore. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, maybe maybe the defensive coordinator moves on to the NFL with Jim mm -hmm. if if that's an opportunity. But like, Michigan is in a, a situation where it's like, if he were to leave, I don't think that they would like scrap the. They're not bringing in another Rich Rod. They're not yeah, bringing in no, another Brady no. Hoke. Like they know who they are now again. And like mm -hmm. there was that transfer of identities mm -hmm. every three years for a, for a decade. That, that screwed and put you behind what, like yeah, it's what Michigan yeah. state's going through right now. Like you had Mark D'Antonio, you brought in Mel Tucker, Mel Tucker tried to change the thing. Now it's like Jonathan Smith is there. He's like, we have to reestablish. Mm -hmm. And it, that takes fucking time. Yeah. So for, for Michigan, if it's like, if Sharon Moore is your guy 
do you like that idea? Would you, yeah, would you be I, happy I think, with that? At yeah, least for I, a couple of years? I, I think three goes? to five years, you, you give them a chance. The, the program is rolling right now, and the culture that they've built is so good, and it's now being passed down from senior to junior to sophomore to freshman and on and on and on, that I don't know, like I've heard if Jim leaves that hey, maybe, you know, maybe the coach from Washington, maybe some of these other guys, like you give them a chance. Why? Right. Why? Right. Right. Like, it's not like he still needs to get over the hump. And By the way, Jim didn't guy. coach six games this year. Like, yeah, you had other people right. do the, the head coaching Absolutely. job. Now, I understand that that's like a CEO, like program overarching, like looking at stuff. But like, you, you're not in Alabama's spot because mm -hmm. I think Alabama right now, like whoever comes into Alabama, that's going to be a massive shift. Yeah. Because Nick Saban is Nick Saban. Right. He's the best coach. Right. Ever. Yeah. You got to come in and fill those shoes. Like Alabama is still Alabama, but like we've seen before Saban came back there, Alabama had some down times. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be interesting, but it's like Michigan is in this, like you already have the guy that you probably should hire mm -hmm. and he's been there. He's already yeah. coached yeah. for you. He's, and he's I been think, part I, of this. I think it keeps staff continuity. Yes. Jesse Minner might follow Jim Harbaugh to the NFL, um, but maybe not. Maybe he says like, Hey, I, I get, you know, I'm, I'm essentially, you know, associate head coach. I get like another pay upgrade. I like what I'm doing here. I like being a college, a college assistant. You never know. But I think Shron Moore as the coach, you keep Mike Hart. You know, you keep uh, Steve Klinksale, the defensive uh, back coach, who maybe becomes the defensive coordinator for Mitchell. You keep Mike Elston, the defensive. Like you keep a lot of those guys in place. And there's no reason to say, let's go bring somebody else in here and try to reestablish this. Like it's built. The house is built. All you're now doing is just keep on well, you know, and, enjoying it. And you look at the offseason for Michigan in the past seven years. It's almost been a revolving door of assistance mm -hmm. and stuff. And yeah. the train stays on the track. It, it, you know, you had Don Brown as your defensive coordinator for a long time for, for Jim Harbaugh. He moved out. They got another one. And then, mm -hmm. you know, it's the same thing with positional right. coaches and stuff. So right. I, I, I also agree. I think Jim is... I think Jim is headed back to LA. I think the Chargers job mm. is the one that, or the LA or the Vegas, the Vegas I, job. I tell you, is, the, I tell you, the, those are the two. The best opportunity for him and his family is the Washington Commanders job. Wow! Because his brothers in Baltimore, the family can move to that area, can be around them all the time. The Washington Commanders, it's not Dan Snyder's Washington team anymore. That's he true. sold them. It's a new ownership group. It's true. They have, I think, the number two overall pick. They can draft their quarterback. Um, they can develop that guy. They have a couple other pieces, not a great pieces, but they have a couple other pieces. Um, I, I think that's a, a good fit for him. And, and I just say this, look, each of the last two off seasons, he has scratched the itch to some degree. And he almost went to the NFL. You know, now there's all this, like, will he make a promise to Michigan not to look at NFL jobs? Just go, just go. You did everything that we needed you to do at Michigan. I and I don't like, want to have, I don't want to have this conversation after the 2024 season. I want to have this conversation on the 2025 season. You have the, the age old Batman. You either live, die a hero or live mm. long enough to become the villain. Ooh. And it's, it's, this is a win for Jim. It's yeah. a win for the university of Michigan. It's a win for like this, all the former players and all the alumni of like, our guy came in, mission accomplished, did what he said he was going to do, brought a national championship to Michigan, waved goodbye, and off into the sunset he rode to win a Super Bowl title with mm -hmm. the Washington Commanders. And Michigan starts a new chapter. Yeah. But it's a happy ending. Mm-hmm. For everyone. Yeah. And the NCAA will go away likely if he leaves. You got 
you got all this excitement back right now. The donor money is going to be coming in like crazy because yeah. whoever comes in is going to have to galvanize the the community and off of a national championship is a lot easier to do than a five and seven season after yeah, a year absolutely. after the national championship right. with a new coach. So not that Jim would come in and do yeah. five and seven. My point is, is like strike while the iron is hot. You get a new body in there. Everyone rallies around him to keep the train going the best well, you can. And, and here's the thing too, with Sharon Moore is, is within three years, you know, I'm not saying Michigan has to go win three straight big 10 titles, go to three straight college football playoffs, get to the semifinals each year. But within the next three years, you could say, hey, if you've been to the playoff, now that's a 12-team field, been to the playoff twice, you've beaten Ohio State two out of the, la two out of the next three times, you've, you've won a couple more, you've won at least one more Big Ten title, it's going to get harder. But, like, you've done that. Like, the, the train is still rolling. Right. You know? But after three years, you say, like, hey, we've kind of gone, we're back to, like, a 10-2. And, 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 well, boo and, and, and 10 and 2 <laughs> 10 and 2 in the new Big Ten is, is going to get you into the playoff. I, I 100%. I mean, two-loss so, teams are going to be, like, books. I'm 100% convinced the top four teams in the Big Ten and the top four teams in the SEC almost every year are going to get into the playoff. And then I you're going to have top three for sure. Yeah. And then the fourth team will be depending on what, uh, what happens elsewhere around the country. Right. But, but you're going to have, you're going to have a, a, the big 12 champion and the ACC champion. And then maybe, you know, yeah, I, you're right. Probably three, three but, for sure. Cause it'll be six. Half the field will come from those two conferences. Right. You got your, which it should be with the teams your, that are your in big it. 12 champ, your ACC champ. That's uh eight. Right. And then probably one or two more teams from those two conferences because mm -hmm. you got the big four now. Right. You got to have your automatic qualifier. And then yep. you've, that's when you get into like the, okay, did you have two, you know, group of five schools that, that went 11 and one? Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you give them another one of the spots. Like it'll be really interesting to see as we get there um, for that. But as we, uh, as we, as we, 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 we turn the page here sure. to, no, to, no. Michigan's off season. Oh, like, okay. Thank God. You've got to I thought look. you were going to bring up the basketball program. Oh no, we're not. That's for another day. We're, we're celebrating. Okay. And thank we're God. Celebrating your championship. And no, I just, I want to know, I, I want to ask you, like, what do you want to see mm -hmm. from Michigan? Like now until like, obviously first domino, we just talked about Jim mm -hmm. Harbaugh staying or going. We both think he's going to go. So if that happens, what do you need to see from there? Yeah, I mean, if, if Jim Harbaugh goes, uh, I, I want to see within 24 hours, maybe even like the same day, them promoting Sharon Moore to head coach. So you're all in on Sharon Moore. I am. You don't am. want them to even no. like kick the tires anywhere no, else? I don't. Okay. I, I think I think you you have, again, you've got this, you've built this foundation. You've got this beautiful home, uh, or I would argue mansion. Um, and you just let him live in it. You just let him live in it for the next three to five years and see what he can keep going. You, you hopefully talk Jesse Minner into being the associate head coach, give him a pay raise. You, you solidify the staff as quickly as possible. As many guys that you can get to stay, you get to stay. Uh, you know, they, they talk about, uh, I believe it's uh, Chris Bryant, the, the tight ends coach who they have a, like a big high future for, um, the one year, one more year fund that's run through the champion circle collective, uh, gets, goes out there and convinces, I'm not going to say they're going to convince every guy to come back, but, um, and I don't, I don't put JJ McCarthy in that group because JJ gets us some more like national type and ideal deals, but you'd like to see JJ McCarthy come back for another season. I don't know that he's ever going to be, you look at the guys who are going to get drafted in the top 10, Daniel, uh, you know, Drake may Caleb Williams, maybe Jaden, da uh, Jaden Daniels, maybe Penix jr. And the consistent theme over the last like 10 years is these guys are now thrown for like 4,000 yards and 40 touchdowns. JJ is never going to get there, but he's got a lot of parts of his game that he still has to show more consistency in. 
He's got to get bigger and stronger. He's got to be more consistent with the ball down the field. He's got to continue to show himself to be more than a really, really talented game manager. Um, because in the NFL, they they don't want game managers. They want difference makers at that Correct. position. And he hasn't shown to be a difference maker yet. He's had a couple of nice plays here and there. So like, I'd love to see JJ come back. I'd love to see like, there's a group of, it's Braden McGregor, the defensive end, Rod Moore, Junior Colson, Donovan Edwards. Like those are the four guys who could all go pro or could all come back because some of the other ones like Will Johnson and Mason Graham are all sophomores. They have to come back. So can you get two or three of those guys to come back? If you do, you're in a great spot. They've added two guys in the portal. They've had, they've been a little bit hamstrung because of the fact that they've got a championship, Like they're, they're playing for it. You can't go out there in the portal, but there's still a lot of guys who are going to pop up. So go get, you need a wide receiver, maybe two wide receivers. Um, you probably need a tight end with AJ Barner declaring for the, for the draft. Uh, you could bring in a defensive end. Um, you know, there's a couple of spots. Like we talked about this. You said to me a couple weeks ago, like Michigan didn't go out there and get 15 guys in the portal. They got seven. I think three or four of them turned out to be starters and the other two turned out to be key players. Like they got guys who are going to help them get over the top. They didn't get, we just need a ton of bodies. Right. And so right. I do that again, whether it's five or seven or 10, whatever it is, but that's it because you've got a great culture. You don't need to bring in 20 guys to change the cult. Like, right. So like, those are the things that I want to see them have. Um, yeah. And I, I think it's, and then just like, you know, for, for the players, I mean, they're going to get into winter conditioning. The coach are going to get in recruiting. The rest of us going to enjoy it for January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August. Right. But they don't, they got to focus and get back to it. So that would be my perfect off season. Okay. Um, and I think Michigan can have it this year as soon as they get the Jim Harbaugh distraction over one way or another. Right. Like, and the thing about coaches in the NFL is these jobs they can linger because a lot of them are waiting for NFL playoff assistant coaches, right? So like if Jim is Jim going to go where he's going to stay, like it could be three or four weeks. I don't want that. Just make a damn decision, mm -hmm. dude. Like I, that's where, that's where if I'm a Michigan fan, like, okay, you flirted, you've, you've obviously like entertained the idea that you're going to go, but now's the time. Like yeah. these jobs are open. You know, Bill Belichick just retired this morning, I believe. Uh, Pete Carroll's out in Seattle. Mm -hmm. I mean, like the coaching carousel yeah. there. And uh, by the way, Wild Card Weekend eliminates half the teams in the postseason. Mm -hmm. So coordinators from the losing teams are going to be available to start talking right. to right away. Right. Like this is going to happen quicker than than mm -hmm. I know. It lingers a little bit because of all of like some of the guys that like if you know, for example, if the Lions win Ben Johnson, you know, and Aaron Glenn. Yeah. Apparently, people want to talk to them. Yeah. They're not going to do that until the Lions season is over. Right. Hopefully. That's not with Matthew Stafford coming to oh, town hopefully, and ruining. Hopefully it's not until at least the NFC Championship. Hopefully they beat the Rams and then beat the Cowboys in a revenge game down oh, in Dallas. I love that. that would be, that's my dream scenario. That's my dream scenario. No, I think you make a lot of great arguments. I thought this would, I heard this. I think this would be so funny is if he were to follow Pete Carroll to Seattle and Pete Carroll left USC, USC after they won championships sanctions. to avoid sanctions <laughs> and then Jim Harbaugh goes there. Um, again, I think the Washington commander's job, you know, if you can be in the NFC and you don't have to play your brother twice, you know, once a year, or, you know, if you're in the same division twice a year type of thing, you can meet them in the Super Bowl. Either way, you're going to have to play them in the Super Bowl. So, right. you know, I've heard the Seattle thing because he gets to play the 49ers twice a year. Um, the chargers though would be in the AFC. I, I, I don't know. Again, I think how much do you think that these guys actually think about that? Like, would you, if you had, 
if you had an opportunity, okay, say, 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 yeah. say, say that I'm offering you three jobs right now. Yeah. Take the commander's job, take the Seattle job or take the LA chargers job. Yeah. Are, how deep are you going in your process? Are, are you going to talk the, about who you're playing every year? The brother thing would be a little bit, part, like maybe a part of my decision, just a little bit. But mostly I would look at the three and I would say, what is the best job? Who has the most chance, the best chance to be successful in the next two to three years? Who has be the Seattle. best chance to give me a chance to win a Super Bowl? And who is the management that I'm not going to fight with all the time, right? Like you did in San Francisco. I, I, would, I would say Seattle. Yeah, I mean, they got Geno Smith. Um, I mean, they're talking can, about drafting a quarterback, yeah. but they're also talking about maybe trading for Justin Fields. Uh, you I, know, I Justin, Justin Herbert is the quarterback in San, in San Diego. Yeah, but is he, I feel like he's like Trevor Lawrence. Like, yeah, they maybe. Are, they're, they're, we're, we're still waiting yeah. for this like unbelievable quarterback to blossom. And it's right. like, we've seen a lot of reps and it's yeah. not happening. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, the one thing about the Chargers is like their division. You have you have Kansas City, mm -hmm. who has Patrick Mahomes, um, but the other two programs, the Raiders can't get out of their own way, and the Broncos seem to be a little bit further away from. Although they have a great coach, I don't know. Ever, I mean, Seattle has San Francisco. Who does Washington have? They have the, Cowboys, the Cowboys, Eagles, the Giants, Giants, and Eagles. But the Eagles, yeah. I mean, wherever it's you like, go, it's, it, the NFL, you go, the NFL it's be is hard. such a yeah. roller coaster. I mean, the like. Just look at the NFC North, the one that we're closest to, right? Like it's been the Packers for a while. The Vikings have gotten really good. Mm -hmm. The Bears pop out of nowhere sometimes. Bears are trying mm -hmm. to come back up. The Lions are now riding the roller coaster high. Green Bay's going down. It's just yeah. it, every year, yeah. every cycle happens. So no matter which job he takes, I just wonder if he's sitting there going, well, you know, I really don't want to have to play John in a yeah. regular season yeah. game in week five. Like, Get out of here with that. Like, you're going to have to play at some point. Right, like, even right. if you go to an NFC team, it rotates enough. Yeah, you will yeah. have to play that yeah. division and at some point. Wherever he goes, don't you think that if he lands in the NFL, the NFL schedule makers would be like, ooh. Oh, 100%. Let's, let's put him against his brother, regardless of where he's supposed to be playing. Let's just get a game against. And, and I know that they and follow those formulas. They, they so have formulas. They, they so would, it, it would be. It, you know, like, he, like right now, it wouldn't happen for, it wouldn't happen next. Well, it could. It could depend on where he it goes. Depending on where he goes. I don't yeah. I don't have it in front of me, but yeah. obviously like that rotation, I think that uh Isn't it crazy though we're kind of just like assuming it's a foregone conclusion he's just gonna go? It would surprise me. It would be a I greater would, surprise I, if he comes back. I hundred percent. Like yeah. I, I just again it's I mean it's nothing to prove. It's it's this is gonna sound like I don't know. It's gonna sound cheesy or whatever, but like when I left channel seven, I felt like I was not, there's nothing else yeah. I could do there. Yeah. There was nothing else I could prove. And think about who, you out there listening at your job. If you've ever left a job, like on your own terms, mm -hmm. like how gratifying that felt to be like, I've done everything I can do here. There's nothing else that I can prove mm -hmm. here. This job, it's not that I outgrew it per se. I just wanted a different yeah. challenge. Get it. And so I look at Jim Harbaugh and he looks at his 10 year turn. I mean, people were calling for his head four or five years, yeah. six years. Like, I mean, this is relatively recent history. Then he goes on a run of a lifetime yeah. where you lost like three games in three years and you went to the college football playoff three times, three time big 10. Like, the only wave thing can, to everybody right. and say, thank you for your time and go. And everyone's going to go, we love you, Jim. We love you. Yeah. And if you stay, could you get complacent? Could is there? I don't. Is, I don't think know, that's in his like, nature. But what I, what I think, you know, what could compel him to stay is right now, he has with this national championship, he has eclipsed Bo Schembechler in the coaching annals of the all-time greats at Michigan. At Michigan, 
And because I have a hard time comparing eras, you know, right now, you know, Fielding Yost won multiple national championships in the 19, like the early 1900s, right? Right. right. And like Fritz Chrysler and Benny Oosterbahn, like you really have to compare them to like Bo, Gary Moeller, Lloyd Carr, Jim Harbaugh, right? And is he the best of the four? I think you could probably make the case. I would say he is. Yeah. Because it's a different era. Like it wasn't as hard for Lloyd Carr to win a national championship in 97 as it is for Jim Harbaugh to win it in 2023. But now it's like, okay, can you put yourself in, so you're the best at Michigan. Can you put yourself in the category of one of the five best in college football history? And in order to do that, you have to win a second championship. You maybe have to win a third championship. Um, the the challenge is it gets harder because you have to win three to four games in the playoff, but you also have an easier time to get to the playoff because it's a 12-team field now. Yeah, you, know, you can could have you, a slip-up you, in the you've regular got, season. You've won three straight against Ohio State, and as much as it means to him, as much as it means to Michigan – what if he stayed for another five years and he got to go four and one against Ohio state. And in those next five years, he won another national championship and he went to, you know, three more playoffs or something like that. And then he starts getting added to that category. That is Nick Saban and bear Bryant. Michigan has made the college football playoff for eight years in a row, right? They've won two national titles. And if you think about Nick Saban, just leaving six national championships yeah. and made almost every single college football playoff in the 10 years. I think he was there seven times, eight oh, I mean, times. Yeah. Eight times of the 10, Alabama was in And it. don't you say right now, it's Nick Saban is one, and then there's this huge debate, who's two? You know, is it Urban Meyer? He won three NCAA championships, two with Florida, one with Ohio State, went to multiple playoffs. But kind of, I mean, his last couple of years, every time he got to the playoff, he got like blown out. Mm -hmm. um, is it is it Bear Bryant's? Um, is it it's hard? To, it, you again, know, it's, the it, like, it's thing, a different era. You know? like, so if you talk about like the Joe last Paterno, like, I mean, again, you know, like Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson, um, but like again, a little bit different Lou Holtz, like it's a yeah, different era. hundred percent. So if you take like the last 20 years, I mean, it's, it's Nick Saban and then Dabo Sweeney, I, but Dabo Sweeney's on it. Like, so it could be Jim Harbaugh. It could but be, but I don't know that his ego is that he would have yeah. said already that he was going to, he was going to stay. If he yeah. was going to stay, he would, he said, he had, let me enjoy this for he, this moment. Yes. And, and, and that's, that's all fine and well and good. But like, if you were like, we're going to do it again next year, mm -hmm. that means you're staying. Mm -hmm. Even if you hint now, he did hint at like pushing spring football back to March. Mm -hmm. So ugh, reading in the tea leaves, I, I still think that there's, he's flirted. There's enough writing on the wall for me to be confident, 95% confident that he's gone. Mm -hmm. It's just, I would say, I would say 90%. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. And again, if he goes like slap him on the back, thank, thank you, you shake, for your shake service. Your hand, yep. Welcome, promote we'll, Sharon we'll welcome you. Welcome you back anytime yeah, you're anytime around you and you want to come and be on the sideline or up in the booth or, mm -hmm. you know, all those different things. So, well, listen, man, um, this is going to really suck because like, I feel like in three months from now, I'm going to like say something nasty about like Michigan athletics and you're going to be like, champions, that's Justin. all you're going to say. And it's going to hurt me and it's going to happen until somebody else wins it. Mm -hmm. Really want Michigan state to beat you guys next year. Really badly. Yeah. Just because but say, say you even beat us next year. You know what I'll say? Hey, national who's the reigning yeah, national yeah, champion, yeah, yeah, Justin? Yeah, 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 I know, I know, I know. And it's like all these little weens on Twitter that go, always, get, what was the score of the Michigan State game this year? 49? 49 to nothing. 49 nothing? Yeah. Yeah, cool. I, I don't even remember the score. They lost bad. Yeah. Like, whatever. But yeah. like, you know. But you're going to be able to do it. I hate it. But congratulations Thank once you. again to you and to the Michigan Wolverine faithful Thank that you. have been listening. I believe this will be kind of one of our last um, football-focused football specific. specific pods of the season. I don't know. Um, I, I think I think we'll have the Jim a, well, Harbaugh conversation. We yeah. can, we'll, we'll want to jump into like Michigan State, what they've been doing 
um, underneath Jonathan Smith because they've added some nice transfers, some things that they're doing. Football is it's a year round is thing. a year round it's thing, year and round. honestly. Our basketball program is trash. Oh, I can't wait Absolute to just destroy trash. you guys for this. Your basketball program, less trash, but still in the garbage. What are they, one and three in the Big Ten right now? Uh, yeah. They got to go to Illinois on Thursday night. And, and I got to say, I'd be very curious. I'd be very curious to watch if this season, you got to believe it's not going to continue to unfold like it is. But if it does, the talk around Izzo, I think it's going to be very interesting in the next couple of months. Yeah, I I don't think I'm there yet. I'm okay. not. There. I'm just not, because I know, and, and we got to wrap this up. This is a great. This is a great. <laughs> Sorry. No, Sorry. it's a this great. Is great for tease for great next tease episode. For next episode, because here's the thing. Let me see how his team peaks when it matters, and that yeah. means getting into the tournament. Yeah. And getting a seed, and then what they do in the the postseason. Because again, it doesn't matter. I, I keep telling people, and everyone's like, "Well, they're not any good." Wait a minute. They destroyed a Baylor team that's a national championship yeah. type of yeah. caliber team. Destroyed. They've played tight games and just didn't have the winning moments down the stretch against like an Arizona, mm -hmm. against like the Dukes of the world. They've played good competition. It's just this, they always go into this lull and then they'll they'll win seven of the next eight. And it could it start tonight at Illinois? Certainly hope so. But like there will be a time where they just get on a roll get themselves firmly in the tournament and then they go in the tournament okay. and, do, and okay. that's where it's like okay. when Izzo loses the tournament touch, I would much rather have a Tom Izzo guy. Well, we can talk next episode what that tournament must be for you. Like what is oh, that? What is that? It's a sweet 16 elite eight at the, at the, yeah, the I, mean, very, I, think, very, I think it's just sweet 16. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into it. I'll say anyways, this. Michigan plays Maryland tonight. Going to get smoked. Doug McDaniel, not playing in the game, yeah, has been suspended he, for six games but on only the road. The old road games. I have never heard of anything like this in my life getting suspended <laughs> only for the road games. Michigan basketball is a shit show. Juwan Howard, like, nice gesture to let thank, Phil Martelli Thank you, coach, Jim Harbaugh, but like, for letting me enjoy <laughs> the next couple of months of my life, regardless uh, of what the basketball program or the hockey program, or on and on and on. Oh, boy. I, I, I will live in a state of bliss for weeks and months and years because Michigan, Justin, is the 2023 national champion. And I don't care about dominance. I don't care if they compare to the best Texas team of all time. They beat all 15 teams that they played. They, they won four games in their last six against top 10 opponents, three in the top five. They vanquished Ohio State. They are the freaking national champion. That's that. The only thing I have to say to you is I love you, man. But you're an idiot.